What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and I'm very excited to be joined with Big 12 Defensive Lineman of the Year out of the University of Texas, Charles Amenehue. Charles, thanks for joining us. Appreciate that, man. Glad to be on. So, first off, I kind of want to I want to start from the beginning. Uh, way before you were a standout at Texas, way before even high school, uh, just growing up, what was what was that like? Uh, you know, were you involved in a lot of sports, and what made you kind of lean towards playing football full time? Um, I was really football the whole time. That's what my my parents introduced me to, and um, I fell in love with the game at an early age, and fell in love with the passion and, and the crit that it takes to play this game and play at a high level. So your parents were immigrants from Nigeria. Uh, they they came over here yeah. in the late late seventies. Um, so th- you said that they they kind of pushed you. What what was their impact in making something out of football? What, how are they? How did they support you in that? I mean, at first, football was kind of just like a extracurricular hobby for me. Because um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't just that great of at it to begin with. Uh, but as I got older and showed flashes of being really good, it became a lot more serious for us. For me. Coming into Texas, you are a three-star recruit uh, at 215 pounds, which is nothing compared to the 280 you are today. What made you choose Texas? Because, I mean, there's at least tens of D1 schools in Texas that you could have gone to, you know, if you wanted to stay in your home state. Uh, but what made you choose Texas over other colleges? Um, really, it was just like, I'm choosing for my parents to be able to watch me play college football, uh, opportunity to play early. Um, the the relationship I built with Coach Strong and Chris Rump uh, was strong, which caused me to want to be in place of this guy. And the opportunity just to like, bring Texas back from where it's been at, which hasn't been a good spot. Yeah, and you definitely grew a lot as a player and um, you know, as an athlete, like I said, bulking up to 280. Uh, there were rumors your junior year that you were considering leaving. Were those rumors kind of true? Was that something you considered? And then what made you come back for your senior season? I mean, yeah, that was something I, I heavily considered. Um, I had many talks and stuff like that. Uh, what what kind of like made me come back was just um, my coaches telling me that I'm going to have more opportunities to rush. Quarterback, to be honest, like, look, when you're rushing the quarterback, the essence of a defensive lineman, that's the importance. So I just felt like I need more opportunities to show that I could do that, and they told me I could be able to do that. Um, opportunity to graduate, and um, those were two significant things. And just to help my draft stock, because I knew if I produced an exact number, then my, my, my stock would, would go up. And that's that's definitely what it did, getting 11 more tackles for loss and five and a half more sacks in your senior season. Uh, you, you definitely improved your draft stock immensely, and like you said, graduating with that sports management degree, which is awesome because it sets you up not only for, uh, you know, your your life in the NFL, but your life after the NFL. Mm-hmm. Going into the Sugar Bowl, uh, I know there was a, a lot of talk, um, you know, because Georgia had just narrowly missed out on the college football playoff. A lot of people were saying that they were snubbed out of there, and that kind of made you guys big underdogs, you know, being ranked 15th mm-hmm. in the country at the time. Um, how did Coach Herman get you guys ready for uh, this opportunity, you know, to really shock them in a way. Just like you do every other game, there's a, there's a game, just, just add a sugar bowl and 
put in a neutral site and then it makes it bigger than what it is. It's like every other game you prepare, they're hard. And so I mean, like, practice the same. All that just focuses on seizing the moment and playing your best ball. And that's what we did. Yeah, no, it was, it was an awesome game to watch. And I was definitely pulling for you guys. I'm glad you guys could uh, come through. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, you had a close friend a couple years back, Newton, pass away from uh, a heart mm-hmm. attack in 2015. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want to get your thoughts on how it affected you, not only as a football player, but as a, a person, because he was he was quite the talented um, safety himself. But the person is just like, I was one of my best friends, just to cherish the people you're with, understand that life could be taken away at any time, and life is short. Mm-hmm. Um, as a player, it just gave me another dedication and reason to, to be great. So I dedicated basically my football career to making sure that well, I make to himself because that was his dream. And not only make it to himself, but be very successful in himself. And um, that's basically what drives me a lot, a lot of what drives me. That's awesome. Yeah, and your draft stock continued to rise at the Senior Bowl. Two tackles for a loss, a sack, and a forced fumble. What was your mindset going into that, too? But it's a great chance to really showcase your skills um, in a game that not everyone is allowed to play in. Uh, Dominic. You know, this opportunity, I, I want to be picked as high as possible. I want to be picked high. Like, that's my goal, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So to do that, I had to go out and play very well and um, show that, that I can play with anybody and, and compete and be just as good as I was on tape, no matter what the competition is. So that was my goal, and I feel like I achieved that. And hopefully that reflects in the draft, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and also... Before we, we transition into focusing on your NFL life, you went through a coaching change at Texas having Tom Herman come in. What was that like having mm-hmm. the coach that didn't recruit you become the guy that you followed? What what was that? Was that an easy transition or did it take some adjusting? Uh, no, it was an easy transition because I understand that this is a business, man. Uh, this is a production business. Um, coaches and players alike, so... He is what it is. He has to adjust because he got play for him. So. He definitely played well, uh, stood out for him, and stood out at mm-hmm. Texas, especially your senior season. I want you to tell me a little bit about Charles the person. So in your free time when you're not practicing football, playing football, working out, whatever, what are what are some ways, what are some things that you like to do to pass the time? I like chilling. I like eating. Mm-hmm. I like playing the game. You know what I'm saying? Just chill, really. Yeah. Are, do you, do you cook? Do you cook? Uh uh-uh. no. My mom does. Okay, your mom does. Okay. Oh, is there mm-hmm. so there's so there's nothing nothing you can make in the kitchen. Um, so I can make pasta. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's something. I can make breakfast. I love breakfast, so I'm with you there. I can make breakfast food for sure, but some intricate shit, nah. So so that's I really... is that a skill that you want to uh, pick up? As you as you progress, in yeah, life? I mean, probably eventually. Because I mean, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to pick them up. I'm gonna live on my own. Yeah. You know, just gonna have a chef or something. So eventually, I'm gonna have to pick up that skill. Yeah. Okay. So It'll what's fun. yeah? What's what's one food that you you want to make though? Like if you if you could be really good at making one thing, what would it be? Uh that's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I'm a simple eater, so mm-hmm. maybe like tacos or something I okay 
I mean, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like, yeah. yeah, no, that's a that's a good answer. Uh, and so you mentioned mm-hmm. you like you like playing games. So are you talking about video games? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your what's your video game? What's your what's your go to? Madden. Oh, of course. Okay, and that makes sense. Fortnite. Fortnite. Okay, how many how many solo dubs have you gotten? I don't know the solo matter, but the most kills I ever got was ten. Okay, so you so you you've won mm-hmm. you've won a couple games. You you're a talented. Player. Yeah. Okay, I've won I've won yeah, once. I. Okay, I've won once. So you you really don't want me on your squad because I'll just drag you down. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to play, but I'm nowhere near as talented as you know, almost anybody. Some other guy. Okay, so so what about what about Madden? Who's your who's your team that you like to play with the most? The Chiefs. Chiefs. I, that makes sense. I like I, that. I, I like scoring points on Madden. Mm-hmm. I play I play no huddle scheme on Madden. Yeah. I like to spread you out and hear that mug out. Okay. Yeah, I like that. See, Madden is definitely more of my game. I grew up playing a lot of like sports games, so 2K Madden, uh, some some MLB The Show. So, uh, mm-hmm. if you're looking for some competition, uh, I'll I'll let you know my my uh, my gamer tag after the podcast, so we can maybe I have to play around. You with have you. PS4? I do. I do have a PS4. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We gonna play. On, I'm, I'm gonna get back to the crib. Okay, sounds good. All right. Mine. See, maybe maybe we'll have to. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. We'll we'll have to Instagram live it or something like that so everyone can yeah. can can watch it happen. Transitioning here now to the combine. A lot of people see what happens on TV, but with the amount of guys mm-hmm. that are there, it's impossible to know and see everything that goes on. So, can you give me a little yeah. taste of of what your combine experience was like? Were the guys talkative? Uh did you talk to some former players that were there or was it just strictly business? Um, no, nah, guys are talkative, man. Guys enjoying the moment. Um, I mean, we're all there for a reason, so there's no need to be uptight. Uh, a lot of medical stuff, meetings, immediate stuff. So it's, it's a, it's a grinder for sure. It's not what people think it is. And, um, that's a big thing, but no, nah, I got to meet guys and talk to guys and interact with other players and stuff like that. And it was fun. It was good. It was a good experience. So did you pick up any any tips from like former players or or uh, other guys at the combine? Um, no, nah, I mean we didn't really just talk ball like that. Mm-hmm. We just talked shit, talk smack a little bit, but not like just like like tactics and stuff like that. Just talking guys, like, we talk football enough, man. So when you cannot talk about it, it's, it's, it's cool. Oh, I bet you're swamped with like podcasts and media interviews and. Uh, you know, just everything going on right now, uh, especially because you're trying to yeah. you know, market yourself. So that that's cool. I heard in one of your interviews that you didn't really get asked one of those uh, coveted tough questions at the combine. You know, the weird ones that everyone tweets yeah. out and they're like, "What what's going on?" So is, that's that's true, right? You didn't you didn't get a tough question? Nah, not really, man. It was simple, same questions, kind of nothing crazy. Okay, so I figured I would come up with a couple uh, of my own. So I'll start off easy, but then I'll go. I'll, I'll get a little bit harder All right. to you know to kind of help you, so you can feel like you got one of those tough questions, if that makes sense. All right. Okay, so first one, yeah. su- super easy. Quarterback you most want to sack in the NFL? Uh, Lamar Jackson. And why is that? Because he's the most elusive. 
that's the fun. Yeah, that's that's true. That's a good point. So, what's the first thing that you want to buy yourself when you sign that NFL contract? <laughs> um, I'm gonna buy my my parents something nice. I haven't thought. I don't know yet. I'm gonna buy something them something nice. Okay, but what about what about yourself? Because I mean, I I mean, obviously, like that's the first that's the first goal of almost any NFL players to take care of their parents, but. It's okay. You can be selfish here a little bit. I'm, you know, I specifically want to know what what you want for yourself. I don't. I don't really, to be honest, with you, I haven't really thought about that. To be real with you, I haven't really. Once I get it, then I know what I want. Yeah. Maybe a new car. Maybe new car. Okay. What's what kind of car? What kind of car are you looking for? I haven't thought that far. Okay. All right. Yeah. That that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You guys take it. Got to take it one step at a time. Okay, so who is your, who's the player that you most look up to in the NFL right now? That's someone you're, you're excited to to talk to and be like, you know, man, I watch you on TV. Like I love the way you play. Or, or are you just gonna be, it's just gonna be level playing field. Um, I mean, this guy that watched, but I'm not gonna come up to him. Like, I'm sorry, I'm, I watched it on TV. Like I'm want to pick their brain, mm-hmm. things like that. Um. But, I mean, we're all at the same. We're all at the same level. Might not be the same paycheck, but we are at the same, same level, same um, kind of. We all in the NFL, man. Yeah. But I mean, this guy like Aaron Donald, I watched, and um, I watched Chandler Jones a lot. Um, I watched JJ Watt. I watched Clayus Campbell. Guys like that. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're gonna get a little bit tougher here, like a little bit more uh, abstract. But just just stick with me here, okay? Would you rather fight ten horse-sized ducks or a hundred duck-sized horses? Wait, hold on. You say would I rather what? Would you rather fight ten horse-sized ducks, ducks that are the size of horses, or a hundred? Yeah. A hundred duck-sized horses. Oh my gosh. Oh I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna say I'd rather fight a hundred. Um, you said hundred horse-sized ducks, right? Hundred, hundred, no, hundred duck-sized horses and ten horse-sized ducks. Second option. And why is that? Just because they may be like, you'd rather take something smaller than bigger. Yes. Okay. 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 And then this one. This one's along that same lines, but this will be the last one, I promise. Then we'll call it good. Uh, would you rather drink milk expecting it to be orange juice or orange juice expecting it to be milk? Milk expecting it to be orange juice. Okay, yeah. I think that's what I would say, too. I was thinking about it. Yeah. And, like, just the, the thought of expecting something. Because you drink more of it. Yeah. And, and the thought of it yeah. is expecting something non-acidic as opposed to acidic. It just, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it just, I think it's a, it's an easier mental thing, but yeah, I'm with you on that one, but yes. okay. That's yeah. We're, no more of that. So you can say you got those, those weird questions, uh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll knock it out of the way. So you've checked that, that list, check that box on your list. For sure. All right. So before we move on here, I just want to thank the sponsor of this episode, Aaron visual. A big issue in today's marketplace is a lack of clothing by Aaron. They may be good-looking or affordable, but they're missing a signature flair only an Aaron can bring. 
This is why I'm happy to announce that today's podcast is sponsored by, sponsored by Aaron Visual. Not only does Aaron Visual provide affordable, attractive clothing, plus free shipping in men's and women's sizes, he gives you a certain comfort knowing these clothes were designed by an Aaron. Listeners of this podcast can receive a 10% discount using the code NGL at checkout. So what are you waiting for? Check out fresh new options at AaronVisual.co. Aaron Visual, clothes by Aaron for everyone. Okay, so let's kind of talk uh, a little bit more about uh, things that have gone on since you've you know finished up college. I was noticing a couple weeks ago, you got into a sort of Twitter beef, I guess you could say, with uh, the offensive lineman out of Oklahoma, Cody Ford. So on, mm-hmm. the, on the Stick to Football podcast, they had him do a little word association game where they gave him Texas and your name, Charles Menahue. So he said, Texas sucks, and Charles Menahue is average. And you came mm-hmm. back You came back with a, a little fire on Twitter of your own uh, saying, can't be that average when I had two sacks, three tackles for loss, and three pressures against the best O-line in the country, in quotes, uh, both games we played. Doesn't seem average to me, and one defensive lineman of the year. Which I think, I mean, you're, you're right in that sense. I, I, would, I would agree with you that, you know, you, you dominated uh, Oklahoma in the two games that you played. Uh, then he mm-hmm. he came back saying, we all know one of them TCU boys should have won. That virus excuse dead. And then you responded, excuse, it's reality, LOL, but I ain't going to talk too much. I was giving y'all boys the blues. Ask your head coach. He voted for me too. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to play a word association game of your own with involving Oklahoma and Cody Ford. So... I want you to give me the, the first word that comes to your mind when you think of Oklahoma, and then the first word your, that comes to your mind when you think of Cody Ford. Uh, Oklahoma, okay. Cody Ford, okay. Okay. So is what was your first thought when you you heard something like that? I mean, obviously, this, the guys that stick to football podcasts were doing it to kind of get a reaction out of Cody Ford, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, ho- and hopefully in turn – a reaction out of you, uh, but what was your first thought when you saw that? Uh, I was surprised. Um, I mean, it was a lot of nonsense, but you know, like I said, people get in front of a camera and they're gonna speak. They, I mean, it's like there's a platform for them to speak their mind. And oh, okay, and I mean, that's what he wanted to do. So I, uh, it's like it is what it is, man. At the end of the day. Like I said, you pop up the film, you see what I did with Oklahoma, and you go from there. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes um, I saw in a tweet from Darius Leonard, the Colts linebacker, uh, was I think it was, men lie, women lie, but them numbers, sheesh, they never lie, which I think rings true in this situation as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. is, is, that, is that a rivalry that you just kind of want to drop, or is it something that you're a little bit excited for facing him uh, in the NFL? Like, you know, you just another situation where you can prove him wrong. I don't need to prove him wrong. It's in the, it's in the tape. I don't, I don't have to prove no man wrong. Uh, it's not a rivalry. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I, if we on a different team playing, I take it as business as business as business. And yeah, I'm going to ta- take care of my business because I want to win and I want to dominate whoever I go against. It doesn't matter who it is, so. Nah, it's not a rivalry to me. It never was. 
like I said, um, coaches voted me, the media voted me, defensive line of the year. Um, I dominated the first game. I did have a stomach virus and still got a sack in the second game. Uh, if I had a stomach virus, I should be out the game. Mm. And I affected the game, so it's not much of a robbery to me. Just, again, like I said, somebody using a platform to speak and talk noise, and I saw that, and it's kind of difficult yeah. for me to uh, not respond when it's, like, really, really bad information being put out there. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that definitely... Uh, definitely makes sense, and you've you've proven. I agree with you. You don't have to. You don't have anything to prove. So one of the things that I've seen a lot researching, uh, reading draft articles, draft projections for you is there's a lot of people that value you at different lengths. I mean, obviously they're analysts. Um, you know, they get paid to have an opinion. Um, but do you, do you pay attention to any of what they're saying? Because I've seen you going anywhere from the fifth round to the first round in the draft. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you pay attention to all that at all? I mean, do you, I mean, obviously from the- a little, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard not to, but, um, from, I, I, I trust my agent and my agents gave me a, a range of where they expect me to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it baffles me that people think fifth. that like that, that really baffles me. I don't, from my tape to the senior bowl to the combine to my pro day to my my body type, mm-hmm. like I don't I don't see it. Like my production I had, it, it, it doesn't make it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, some of it doesn't make sense to me. I I, I want to like understand how people form their opinions or whatever, but it is what it is. Yeah, and I mean, regardless of where you end up, uh, it, it's only going to matter how hard, hard you work once you get to that point because, I mean, we've seen so many late-round guys make it big. And, I mean, I don't think – I would be surprised if I see you still on the board uh, after after the third round. I think the most important um, analysis has to come from yourself and, like, you know, how, how aware uh, you believe – you know, you you are to to these sorts of things. So I want you to give me uh, a scouting analysis of yourself. So maybe some strengths, some weaknesses, and then if you don't mind, just a projection of where about you think you're going to go. Uh, I think my strength is my, is my length, um, my strength, uh, traits that you can't coach. Uh, I think I'm very explosive. Uh, I think I have a plethora of pass rush moves. Uh, I think I've shown that I have a good run stopping ability. I'm athletic, um, doing my hands. Um, I think my weaknesses could probably be getting off blocks better in the run game, being more consistent with my hands and pass rows mm-hmm. and uh, pad level. But I think everything else, like, I mean, just like, look at the senior bowl game, man. Like, come on. Like, I mean, the practice, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just showed all my strengths in that capacity, especially on my tape. Um, I think I'm. I, I, I'll be shocked if I don't go in the first first two days. Okay. I think. Uh, I mean, I think the first two, like, like you said, the third round is ideal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. I mean, I, there's there's definitely a lot of of talented rushers in this class. Uh, you know, you being you being one of them. What's something that you are bringing to a team that 
that you may not get out of a lot of guys or from any guys? What's something that you're going to be bringing to that to the table to a team that will decide to draft you? Three, thirty-six inch arms, eighty-six and a half wingspan, explosiveness, versatility, and where I can rush. Um, experience in playing the three, the five, the six, the nine, the seven, stand up, drop in. Um, yeah, and I'm only 21. And, I'm, and this is like my body frame. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people can say that. So, yeah. Well, me personally, being a Colts fan and watching your tape, I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers that, that Chris Ballard does decide to pick you because I think especially – uh, having a guy like Robert Mathis on the staff, uh, you know, one of one of the best pass rushers of all time, I think would be a great benefit, you know, to you just learning, uh, especially mm-hmm. from him. What are some things that need to happen? Maybe one thing, maybe a couple things that need to happen for you to consider your NFL career a success. So when you retire down the road, what are some things that you want to be able to say, look, I did that and that's why I had a successful career? Uh, win the Super Bowl and um, uh, probably at one time be top five in sacks in the NFL multiple times. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely uh, the dream, especially winning a Super Bowl. I mean, that's the ultimate uh, you know, team mm-hmm. goal. Yeah, so I think that's just about going to do it. Charles, thank you so much for being on. It's been awesome getting a chance to talk to you. And... I'm definitely going to be rooting for you big time. I know that you've got the tools to succeed, and I really hope that that you can do that. I appreciate you, man. All right, guys, just a reminder, there are new blogs up on the website. The T-shirts are now in, so make sure you head over to the website, notgonnaliepod.com, order those, order your stickers, and we've got a lot more stuff coming on. So make sure to stay tuned, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Not Gonna Lie. Thanks for listening.